Should you use the Gutenberg editor on your WordPress website? Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast, episode 338. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Switching to the Gutenberg editor was probably the most controversial change in WordPress's history. I want to help you decide whether you should start using Gutenberg for your podcast WordPress website. And spoiler, I do think you should. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes and get the links and resources that I mentioned, then please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash Gutenberg, that's G-U-T-E-N-B-E-R-G, or maybe it's just a tap or a swipe away inside of your podcast app. First, what is the Gutenberg editor? If you've been working with WordPress for a while, before version 5.0, then you know that the WordPress editor for creating pages and posts is very similar to what you might find in Google Docs or Microsoft Word or Apple Pages or a program like that, a word processing program or an email program for writing email. You can write paragraphs, headings, you can make stuff bold or italics, you can add hyperlinks, you can add some images here and there if you want. It's very basic, it's very linear, it's very straightforward and also very limited. The Gutenberg editor changes that by building an all new editor around the ideas and the needs that we have in the media space today. Now, when we're creating content on WordPress websites, it's not so linear. Sometimes we're telling stories, we're inserting images and videos and multimedia into those. We're embedding lots of information. We're making tables and charts and buttons and opt-ins and all of this stuff that we couldn't do very easily before with the classic editor. Or if we wanted to do them, We'd need to know HTML and CSS, maybe even some PHP or JavaScript. And then we might need some extra plugins to do some of this stuff. We have to work with shortcodes, and then we've got lots of plugins and shortcodes to maintain and all of this stuff. Well, Gutenberg simplifies that by building so much functionality into the new editor, and it's all built around this idea of blocks. Every bit of content inside of the new Gutenberg editor is a block. Paragraphs are block. Headings are blocks. Images are blocks. A list, not the individual points of a list, but the overall list is a block. And there are many other kinds of blocks. You can even have blocks inside of blocks, like you have a column. That's a block. And then inside of each column is a block or multiple blocks. So Gutenberg is very similar to a page builder, like I talked about in the previous episode of the Audacity to Podcast. You can drag and drop these blocks, reorder them, style them. Do some basic things with them, not to the extent that you can with a full page builder, like I talked about in the previous episode, like with Elementor or Beaver Builder or Divi and such, but you can do much of that. And maybe you don't need all of those features of a page builder. Gutenberg might meet those needs for you. If you listen to the developers of WordPress and Gutenberg, they say lofty things like, Gutenberg is the future of WordPress. And that does sound so lofty, but it is also very true. Because the plan for Gutenberg is to not only help you edit your content better, but also to help you edit your site better so that the Gutenberg editor will no longer be only your page or post content, but also will help you create your sidebars, your headers, and your footers. So that when you get comfortable using Gutenberg, and I do recommend you use it, then you'll get comfortable editing the rest of your site too, because it will be a very similar experience with some of the exact same tools. So Gutenberg really is the future of how WordPress will work, and you can get used to that future today 
by using the Gutenberg editor. If you'd like to give the Gutenberg editor a try without having to even have a website of your own, let alone installing a plugin or anything like that, then go to the link in the show notes for this episode or just jump over to wordpress.org slash Gutenberg. And there you can see more information about Gutenberg, see some animated images showing how easy it is to use and what you can do with it. And that page is actually Gutenberg itself. So you can edit it in real time. You can play with the different things. You can see what it's like to move paragraphs around or to scale images or to make columns and edit them and insert content into different areas. You can play with that all yourself in that live demo. You don't have to create an account, give them your email address or anything like that. WordPress.org slash Gutenberg, or I have the link in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash Gutenberg. And I know sometimes I'm pronouncing the T harder than other times. That's just sometimes me. So you'll hear it both ways in this episode. The Gutenberg editor can do so much. But the big question you're probably wondering is, okay, great, it does all of these things, but why should I use it? What benefit is it to me and my workflow? So I want to share with you some of the benefits and some of the disadvantages and some tips if you decide to start using Gutenberg. So first, the benefits. Number one, and this benefit is so big, this one alone may be enough to convince you to use Gutenberg. This can save you time. It can save you frustration. It can make the process of writing your show notes so much easier and also make it so you don't have to use several other plugins to do this same kind of thing because it's built into Gutenberg. This number one benefit, make repeatable content and templates with reusable blocks. I've talked before in an episode of the Audacity to Podcast about how to write show notes faster by making repeatable content with custom shortcodes or content templates. A custom shortcode would be where you have a word or maybe a couple words mashed together with square brackets around them. And then that's what you see inside the post editor or the page editor. But when you preview that page or post or you publish it, then you see whatever that shortcode does. Shortcodes can display players, they can display multimedia, they can display simple text. Like one of the things that I've recommended that you use shortcodes for in the past was for that text that you always repeat at the end of your episodes. Maybe it's a list of how people can subscribe to your podcast. Maybe it's the links to where they can follow you on social accounts. Maybe it's a promotion for your book and you want to make sure that you always include the same text, same image, same links, and you don't want to have to copy and paste all of that stuff everywhere. You want to have just a simple short thing. And the really cool power of these custom shortcodes was that you create the content once and you use that shortcode in different places. And then you edit that content, clear your website cache, and those changes to that shortcode content are then propagated everywhere on your site that you used that shortcode. So it's a great way of saving time and simplifying your process there. But there's a big problem with shortcodes. They're not easy to make. In the least, you usually have to know some HTML to make a shortcode. Maybe even a little bit of PHP, some CSS too to make it look good. It got complicated. On top of that, it seemed every shortcode plugin that I started to fall in love with and would start to recommend would soon die shortly after that to the point that today, I haven't found a good custom shortcode plugin, but actually, I don't need to anymore because you can do that same kind of thing, in fact, even better 
inside of Gutenberg with reusable blocks. Think about content templates as well. I've talked previously about using the plugin Simple Content Templates for your WordPress website, where it would let you have a starting template, not the kind of template where if you change something in the template, it changes everywhere you use that template, but a starting point template where you know you want your headings to be in this style and this structure. You want an image here. You want your player there. You want your short code, closing short code to be here at the bottom. Maybe you have some other promo somewhere in the middle. That kind of thing where it's the structure you use every time you're creating content on your website. Or maybe you have a few different structures that you use. So you have a few different templates. And you could make that kind of thing with simple content templates. But that was another plugin, just like with making your own custom shortcodes. And sometimes that can be complicated to do. Well, Gutenberg has that feature built in with reusable blocks. This can save all kinds of time. And I made a full tutorial about this inside of Podcaster Society, exclusive for the members of Podcaster Society. So if you're a member of Podcaster Society, make sure you log in and view that latest tutorial about how to make repeatable content and templates with reusable blocks. But here are the basics of it. When you're creating blocks inside the Gutenberg editor, paragraphs, images, links, lists, whatever they are, you can select multiple blocks, turn them into a single reusable block, and that can replace your need for a shortcode. So you could have your show notes closing block that you use that wherever you want. And then whenever you edit that block and then clear your website cache, you will see the changes to that one block shown everywhere you used that reusable block. That replaces the need for custom shortcodes. You can also use the same kind of thing for content templates. You create a much more advanced, more complicated reusable block where it has several blocks. It's pretty much your entire template. You create that as a reusable block, insert that into a new post, you click on the button for more options, and then you convert that reusable block into regular blocks, and it breaks it back apart without affecting the original reusable block template that you created. But now you can edit that content. It's your starting point template. This makes a lot more sense when you watch it inside of the tutorial I made for Podcasters Society. If you're interested in that, go over to podcasterssociety.com. But this benefit alone could be enough to convince you to move over to Gutenberg. You don't need those other plugins for creating custom shortcodes. And, and by the way, creating custom shortcodes can very easily break your website, and it can also create some security concerns as well. So to move away from custom shortcodes and content templates could simplify your WordPress website because that would be fewer plugins that you need, as well as make your website faster, more reliable, and more secure. That's benefit number one. Make repeatable content and templates with reusable blocks. Benefit number two, unlock more content formatting options. In the classic editor, as we call it now, the editor that you've been used to for years inside of WordPress, and that's very familiar if you work with word processing programs or email programs, it's very linear and you can only do some basic things with it. Yes, you can add some images and such, but how do you add a button? How do you add a table? What about if you want to put your content in multiple columns? Can you add a regular WordPress widget inside of your post? Your answer to many of these is probably either, I don't know, or I'm sure there's a plugin for that. And yes, there are plugins to do those kinds of things, but you don't need those things. Or maybe you're more advanced and you know exactly how to do that kind of stuff by editing the HTML version of your pages and posts. 
and overriding some of the frustrations with that where you have to go back and forth sometimes between them, insert your classes and edit your CSS and stuff like that. You don't have to do that. Even if you know how to do that, you don't have to anymore because of the content formatting features that Gutenberg provides. Images, for example. Yes, you could insert images before, but now it's a whole lot easier to insert images and work with images inside of WordPress. Like when you insert an image, it automatically displays the option for you to write a caption for that image, which is a great way for you to make your content better, adding captions to your images, as well as making it more accessible. And you can do more. Yeah, you could do that before, but it wasn't as easy to do. Plus, scaling your images, changing the layout of your images is easier inside of Gutenberg. For example, inside of the second line themes, which is the WordPress theme I'm using for the audacity to podcast.com, the two cent theme specifically from second line themes, they added some custom CSS stuff that give you a couple more options inside of Gutenberg. So instead of your alignment options for images being simply left, right, and center, you can now have a wide image where it breaks out of the width of the content, the text, and it can look really neat like that. You can make a full width image so it stretches to edge to edge of your browser window regardless of how wide the content is, and that can really look beautiful. You've probably seen this kind of formatting inside of medium.com articles where the images just really pop. It looks very clean, it looks dynamic. It's beautiful how these work and really optimize the size of these screens that we're working with these days. You can do that inside of Gutenberg. If your theme or maybe a plugin allows it, then you simply change the alignment instead of being left, right, or center. You change it to wide or full width. And right there, boom, it looks beautiful. Buttons. Do you know how to add a button right now? There are some ways to do it, especially if your theme is built for buttons. You could add a CSS class to your A tag with your href and such. But what I just said might have overwhelmed you. And sometimes you don't even want to think about it, even if you know how to do it. It can be frustrating to have to switch over to HTML view to edit a link to turn it into a button. Well, inside of Gutenberg, there's a button block. Brilliant! You can add a button. You can change the color of the button, the hover color and the regular background color. You can change the style of it. This is beautiful. You don't need an extra plugin to do that. What about tables? Well, yeah, there are table plugins out there, but if you want some tables or multiple columns of content, you have to know HTML or you have to use some other kind of plugin. But Gutenberg gives you the ability to make tables and columns very easily inside of your pages and posts. You can also work with multimedia more intelligently and gives you more features over handling that multimedia and widgets too. If there's a widget plugin that you use, that makes a widget you really like. Maybe it's an email subscription widget. Maybe it's the social subscribe and follows widget. Maybe that's easier for you to use than the shortcode. And in the future, there will be some Gutenberg features for social subscribe and follow icons, my plugin for WordPress. Maybe you want to put a widget inside of your page or post content. You can do that easily with Gutenberg. And there's so much more that Gutenberg can do to help you format the content the way you want or allow you to put the kind of content in there that you couldn't put in before. That's benefit number two. Number three, replace many separate plugins with Gutenberg features. Things like buttons, tables, columns, and much more. There are plugins to do all of these things and those plugins still have their place and they might provide extra features beyond what Gutenberg can do. 
But if you simply need to put in a button and that's it, and you want to style that button with a color, but you don't need all these fancy features, then you don't need an extra plugin. Instead of using additional plugins, you could just use what's built into Gutenberg and save time, save complications on your website, and that helps your website run faster too, because that's fewer things that it needs to load to support all of these features that you've added. There are a lot of things that Gutenberg does now natively inside of WordPress that you don't need additional plugins for, unless you want the extra features that those plugins provide. That's number three. Number four, use high quality themes and plugins to get more Gutenberg blocks and options. I already mentioned how second line themes unlocks this ability for you to change the image alignment to wide and full width. And other themes do that too. And other themes might also include other blocks and additional options for current blocks so that you can make your website content fit with your theme so much better and look like it's all integrated and designed by a professional web designer. And you're simply flipping switches and enabling options that are built into your theme to make it easy for you to use inside of Gutenberg. And the high quality themes and plugins will integrate with Gutenberg to do that. In addition to adding extra functionality, they might add additional blocks too. So you could add a block for something on your website that you couldn't have before. Like eventually for the social subscribe and follow icons plugin that I create for WordPress, there will be a Gutenberg block. So you simply drag that block to where you want it. And that has your subscribe and follow links and icons or buttons inside of that. You don't have to use the short code. That kind of thing will be possible with Gutenberg, and they've really designed this to be developer-friendly, very similar to how Elementor and Beaver Builder are built, so that it's very easy for theme makers and developers to hook into Gutenberg and make their own blocks and options as well. And you can unlock those by using Gutenberg. Number five, paste formatted text without so many worries. There was a classic problem with the WordPress Classic Editor and that is in pasting text from other places. Like maybe it's from Evernote or Google Docs or Microsoft Word or Apple Pages or something like that. You write your show notes in one place and then you paste them into WordPress. And when you've done that in the past, sometimes you would end up with all this extra HTML that didn't need to be there. But you might not have seen that it was there because it was in the background, but it may have frustrated you because you were thinking, why can't I change the size of this text? Or why is it looking this color? Why does this text look different from that text when they're supposed to be formatted the same way? And it might have been one of those things where you pasted formatted text from one program to another. Well, Gutenberg has significantly improved that to the point that most likely whatever you paste from Google Docs will come into WordPress the way it's supposed to come in and without all of that extra code behind the scenes cluttering up your website and making things more complicated for you if you wanted to change any of that formatting. That's benefit number five. Benefit number six, edit faster and without page refreshes. Now, WordPress is optimized pretty well already, but you may have been familiar with the frustration of whenever you would save your draft, you'd have to wait for the page to refresh. As soon as you click that save draft button, you can't make any other changes because you have to wait for it to reload and then you can make your changes. Maybe you lost your place in your long bit of text that you've been working on. But the Gutenberg editor is much faster thanks to its backend that's built with JavaScript and some much more modern tools 
so it doesn't require page refreshes. You can click Save Draft and continue writing still immediately after that. You don't have to wait for the page to refresh. You can publish quickly. You can change features and options inside of your pages and posts more quickly thanks to the power of Gutenberg's being built on a more modern framework. Number seven, navigate your post quickly with an outline. If you write your content with some kind of hierarchy where you have headings and subheadings and lists and such, there are two ways you can navigate your content very quickly instead of scrolling through all of your content. Like if you're familiar with my show notes, you know there's a lot of content there, a lot of paragraphs, a lot of headings and such, and how I break things out. Well, before, if you wanted to navigate through that, you would have to scroll through all of that. But inside of Gutenberg, there are two navigation options that are really helpful for you. One is the block navigation. It's up near the top. It looks kind of like a progressively indented list or kind of a waterfall list. If you click into that, it's called the block navigation. You will see the types of blocks listed. So it might look something like paragraph, paragraph, heading, paragraph, paragraph, list, paragraph, paragraph, heading, paragraph, image, paragraph, WordPress, paragraph, paragraph, heading, that kind of thing. And that can help a little bit because you might be looking for, oh, where did I put that video? And you can very quickly see among all the paragraphs and headings that are listed, literally saying paragraph or heading or something like that. You can see video and quickly jump to that video or to the button or whatever that block type is. So the block navigation is showing you the kinds of blocks in their order. But the button just to the left of that, and again, this is at the top of the WordPress Gutenberg editor interface, is now the I inside of a circle. That is the content structure. This is like a table of contents for your content. In my case, since I write with a lot of headings, this is really helpful because I can very quickly see a glance at all of the headings inside of my content. It's not showing the paragraphs and the lists and such. It shows the title the headings, the second level headings, third level headings, fourth level headings, and so on. So I can now see this is the Gutenberg benefits section. There's the Gutenberg disadvantages section. Here are the headings under those sections. I can click into there to jump to that specific section so I can see the actual text that is the heading for those instead of simply seeing heading. I'm seeing what that text is, like number one, make repeatable content and templates with reusable blocks, I can click on that and it jumps me straight to that section inside of the editor. So I can then edit that content as I need to. A hidden benefit with this is if you need a quick table of contents or a quick outline of your content and you don't want to manually copy and paste each individual heading, you can select and copy this text from the document outline. The way that I've found is easiest to do this is if you start dragging from the bottom of the list up to the top, because if you try dragging from the top to the bottom, it might be a little bit weird in what ends up happening where it thinks you're trying to drag a link and such, but drag from the bottom to the top, that seems to work better for me. Maybe they'll have some way in the future where you can just quickly press a button and export or copy the document outline itself, but it's really helpful to see it for navigating through your content as well as easily copying that structure of your content. And that's benefit number seven. Number eight, access advanced options more easily. For every block that you're working with, over on the right side of your screen, 
there are block options that let you change the basic things that you can usually see just right above the block itself. But there's also an advanced dropdown. And this advanced dropdown can be really handy to do some cool things. Like you can add an HTML anchor. Woohoo! You might be saying, yay, I've been waiting for HTML anchors for forever. Well, maybe you're not saying that. An HTML anchor is what allows you to make a link to a specific portion of a page. So if you have an outline, for example, and you want to link people to a specific point in that outline, you can add an anchor to the headline and then in your link to that page or post, add the hashtag symbol or the pound symbol and then the name of that anchor. That could be heading one or that could be pricing or that could be join or info or whatever you want to name it. You can do that much more easily without having to go into the HTML to add that. Similarly, inside of the advanced section is the option to add additional CSS classes. I kind of mentioned earlier that before, if you wanted to create a button from a link, you had to manually go into the HTML of that post and add a class to that link to turn it into a button. Well, don't think of this as in turning things into buttons because we have the ability to make buttons inside of Gutenberg as it is. But if you have a certain CSS class that maybe your WordPress theme does something really cool, if you add a particular class to an item on your page, maybe it styles it differently, colors it, animates it, puts an image behind it, puts a special font on it, anything like that, where this is the kind of thing you do on a selective basis, you can add those additional CSS classes very easily inside of the advanced block settings for any block that you're working with. And that is really cool, makes it so much easier so you don't have to get into the HTML of your page or your block in order to edit that. But that leads into number nine, you can edit a block in HTML for more advanced needs. In the previous versions of WordPress and the classic editor, there have been these two tabs you've probably been familiar with. One is, and they've changed names, one is basically the visual tab and the other is the HTML tag, although it was called the text tab for a long time as well. And the visual tab is more the simple word processor-like interface, whereas the text tab or the HTML tab would be you looking at your content in the code view of that content. So you're seeing the HTML tags for much of the content, like the, the links, the headings, the lists, and such. Maybe not for the paragraphs because it automatically inserts those things, but you see that HTML in there. Before, you could only switch one way or the other for the entire post. So if you were working with some content and you are maybe halfway through, maybe a third of the way through, you're not really sure how far you are through your content, but you know you need to edit the HTML for some particular reason, maybe to add a class, an anchor, or something else. Remember, you can add classes and anchors now very easily with Gutenberg, but you need to do something in the HTML. Previously, you'd have to switch over to that, basically the HTML tab of your content and refine that area that you needed to edit. And then you're seeing all the HTML for all of your content. That's not the way it works in Gutenberg. Instead, Gutenberg lets you edit a single block in HTML instead of having to edit the entire page. Simply click into that block, click on the More Options button, and then click Edit as HTML. And it lets you see the HTML of that specific element, not the HTML of the rest of the elements. This is so much faster for getting to this, and it also gives you that advanced control 
if you want it. And if you're finished editing in HTML or you didn't want HTML after all, you can just switch back that individual block to edit it visually. And then it's the very familiar interface that you've been working with. These benefits for Gutenberg, I think, make editing and writing content inside of WordPress so much easier. Number one, make repeatable content and templates with reusable blocks. Number two, unlock more content formatting options. Number three, replace many separate plugins with Gutenberg features. Number four, use high-quality themes and plugins to get more Gutenberg blocks and options. Number five, paste formatted text without so many worries. Number six, edit faster and without page refreshes. Number seven, navigate your post quickly with an outline. Number eight, access advanced options more easily. And number nine, edit a block in HTML for advanced needs. I think there are some other benefits too that could be added to this list, and I'd like to hear those from you. If you found a particular reason to use Gutenberg or something that really stands out to you and makes your writing process easier on WordPress, then please go to the show notes on the website at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash Gutenberg to share in the comments there your tips and what has really helped you with using Gutenberg and made it easier for you? What's the standout feature for you that convinced you to use Gutenberg? That's at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash Gutenberg. Now, Gutenberg's disadvantages. Number one, it's a drastic change. I think, and I can't be in the minds of everyone, but I think this is often the reason people will oppose change is because it's change. We're very used to something. And so if something changes significantly, we seem to get naturally defensive and offended by that change because things are now in different places. Things aren't done the way that we're used to their being done. We have to look for things or things moved around. It no longer makes as much sense for us because we're used to doing it a particular way. And when supermarkets do this as well, it might be frustrating where Oh, they move the vegetables again. Well, they have certain data that we don't have. And maybe they see that when people are shopping for vegetables, they have to go through all of these high traffic areas to get to the vegetables. But instead, they can move the vegetables to this area and make it easier for people to get to. Now, yes, I know sometimes supermarkets are a little more clever in saying, all right, we know everyone shops for vegetables. So let's put the vegetables behind all this other stuff we want people to see. Yeah, there's some of that too. But they're not trying to do that with Gutenberg. They are trying to make Gutenberg make your job easier. And yes, it's a drastic change, but please don't oppose it simply because it's different and simply because they've moved your vegetables. They moved your cheese, if you read that old business book. This, I think, is change for the better. And it's change that we should learn to adapt to. Sometimes drastic changes are necessary because we can't always evolve into what's better Sometimes it just has to be that sudden better change. I mean, look at the change from horses to cars. Big, drastic change. And certainly many people opposed that because they were thinking, well, I can do this with a horse. I can't do this with a car. But now we're used to cars and we couldn't imagine getting around only with horses unless that is the lifestyle that you've chosen. So just because it's a drastic change doesn't mean it's bad. Yes, it does mean you might have to unlearn some things and relearn them. But what's really nice with Gutenberg is if all you did in WordPress was type, press enter, type, press enter, type, press enter, and insert a thing here or there, Gutenberg still works the same way. 
you don't have to worry about always going over and clicking plus to add every new block or every new paragraph. Simply press enter and it adds your new paragraph. That still works. And if you're familiar with some of the basic markdown functionality that came to WordPress where you can type a couple pound signs and it will make a heading for you, that's still built into Gutenberg. Or a bullet point list where you start a line with a dash, a space, and then you start typing, that still converts to a bullet point list. There are still many of these basic things that work the same way, they just might look a little bit different. So just because things are based on blocks doesn't mean you have to think of them in terms of blocks. So yes, I realize it is a drastic change, but I think in the end, adapting to this change will help you to have better control over your website and help you to do things faster and better on your website. Disadvantage number two, there are still some compatibility issues with other plugins. Some plugins build functionality into the classic editor. And so when you switch over to the Gutenberg editor, that functionality is seemingly missing. That could be as simple as inserting a shortcode for you. And so all you have to do now is just manually insert the shortcode. But it could be much more advanced than that. I have seen some compatibility issues with even some of my favorite WordPress plugins where they just don't work the way that I expect them to only when I'm using Gutenberg. But that's where you can contact that plugin developer and point out to them, this is what I'm doing. I'm using Gutenberg. This was what I expect to happen. And this is what's actually happening or not happening. Can you help me? And then they can investigate it to see what's causing that problem. But a way that you can work around this in the meantime is using the Classic Editor plugin. The Classic Editor plugin, as its name implies, switches things back to the Classic Editor. But it's not an all or nothing, thankfully. You can switch the editor for only specific posts. So maybe you have a post that you know this one Because I want to use this feature that isn't yet updated for Gutenberg, I have to use the classic editor for this one new post I'm creating. So install the plugin and switch to the classic editor for that page or post that needs that feature. And if you notice other problems that you just can't live with or adapt to, then maybe stick with the classic editor for now until those plugins are updated and then you can take advantage of Gutenberg later. But the classic editor plugin does give you that ability to switch back and forth for specific posts, as well as certain users can default their profile to use one editor or the other if you have multiple users on your website. And a nice thing is that if a page or a post was edited in one editor or the other, the classic editor plugin ensures that if someone else goes back and edits that page or post, they see it in the editor it was created in, regardless of that person's default settings. So that way there isn't the possibility that by one person visiting a post, they're messing up the content for that post, which sometimes happened with the classic editor and some other behind-the-scenes HTML stuff before. Disadvantage number three, Gutenberg may slow down some editing functionality. I mentioned earlier that because of its JavaScript background, Gutenberg is generally much faster than the classic editor. But because of its JavaScript that's running, there is a possibility, and this isn't a guarantee, but it it has been reported to happen for some people where the new Gutenberg editor is a little bit slower for some things. Maybe that's publishing, maybe that's adding a certain feature to the page or post. This is not something that happens for everyone but it may happen. So it's just something to keep in mind. But those other ways that Gutenberg certainly does things faster than the classic editor. 
Disadvantage number four, managing reusable blocks is a little weird right now. The process by default is to go into a page or post to edit, either creating a new one or editing an old one, clicking to add a new block. You don't have to actually add one, but you click the button to add a new block. You scroll down to the reusable blocks, and then you click a link to manage your reusable blocks. That's a little bit weird if you just want to go in and manage your reusable blocks. Like you know that you want to change your show notes closing block. You shouldn't have to go into a page or post to then go to manage your blocks. So that's a little bit weird, but there is a trick that at least works for now to do this. And at some point in the future, they'll probably add a link somewhere under content or appearance or someplace where you can just jump to manage those reusable blocks. But for now, assuming that you have the classic wp-admin URL structure for your WordPress admin, then you can add some text to the end of your domain to jump straight to that block editor and then bookmark that page. That text would be, and I have this in the show notes in case you want to see it and copy it, but to let you hear it because maybe you're like, oh yeah, I can type that quickly. That would be your domain dot whatever. So like the audacity to podcast.com. Here's the part you need slash wp dash admin slash edit dot php question mark post underscore type equals wp underscore block. So you add that to the end of your domain and that takes you directly to the page to manage your reusable blocks. And I did put that text in the show notes at the audacity to podcast.com slash Gutenberg so that you can simply copy and paste that. And that is assuming that your admin is wp-admin. Some security plugins change wp-admin to something else, like it might be simply admin, or it might be anything else. It could be, and that's what you need to type instead, because maybe you've changed it to that for security. So you enter that instead of wp-admin. Or whenever you visit that page from your post editor, bookmark that page so you can revisit it later to very easily edit your reusable blocks. And disadvantage number five, many features inside of Gutenberg, and it does present a lot of features, but many features may be more simplistic than you want. And this is both a good thing and a bad thing. Maybe you want to change tables, for example. You can make tables with Gutenberg pretty easily, but the tables look very basic, and maybe that's enough for you. But if you want more advanced features, then you'll need to look elsewhere, outside of Gutenberg. You might need another plugin. You might need to do some custom work on your own, but most likely you could get what you want with a plugin. So you need to decide if the way that Gutenberg does these certain things is good enough for your needs. If it is, great, stick with Gutenberg for that particular feature. If it's not, then use another plugin to do that feature. If you really need that feature or that option inside of that feature, like doing more advanced things with tables or columns, grids, or anything like that. That's where something like a page builder might be better for you. And I talked more about page builders in the previous episode of the Audacity to Podcast, so check that out if you haven't already, and you can learn more about the benefits of page builders and which one might be the best for you. So yeah, many features may be more simplistic than what you want and require extra work or extra plugins to do what you want, and that could be a disadvantage could also be an advantage because it means that if you simply want a basic table, you don't have to install additional plugins. You don't have to worry about the display and formatting of that table. You just have a simple table 
and it doesn't bloat your website and slow things down. Those are five disadvantages I could think of for Gutenberg based on what I've seen online, based on some of my own experience. Now, you might have some additional disadvantages, some things that you've run into with Gutenberg. I'd love to hear from you on those. So please comment on the show notes over at the audacity slash Gutenberg. That's G-U-T-E-N-B-E-R-G. And lastly, some tips. If you decide to use Gutenberg, keep these three things in mind. Number one, install the plugin version if you want the latest version. Since WordPress 5.0, Gutenberg has been included inside of WordPress. So you don't have to install the Gutenberg plugin unless you're in a WordPress version older than 5.0, but you really shouldn't be in a WordPress version older than 5.0. You need to be in the latest version. But if you want the latest version of the Gutenberg editor with any features they've implemented, maybe some bug fixes, maybe new updates and cool things that it can do, then use the plugin version. The plugin version will just replace the built-in version for you. You don't have to go in and switch a lot of things around. It's just a very simple drop-in and use kind of plugin. And the plugin version is updated more often than WordPress itself is updated. So if you want the latest and greatest, but also the potential to have some things break, but you're willing to put up with that potential risk, you might want to consider using the plugin version. But all of these features that I've described to you are all in the native version included with WordPress 5.0 and later. So you don't have to install that plugin you might want to. Number two, install the classic editor plugin. Even if you are all on board with using Gutenberg, I still recommend that you install the classic editor plugin just in case you run into a problem and need to switch something or you realize, oh no, this particular plugin has broken. These links aren't working. These buttons aren't working. These things I've done before aren't working. And it seems to be because of Gutenberg or so you can easily test switching a post to the classic editor to see if you get that functionality back. I think for now, until everything is Gutenberg compatible or the important things are, having the classic editor plugin kind of on standby could be really helpful. Maybe you install it and activate it, but you set it to always default to Gutenberg. That could be good. And then you have that option if you ever need to, to switch back to the classic editor for a particular page or post. And I have the links to that plugin in the show notes for this episode, but you could also simply search for inside of your WordPress plugin adding interface, search for classic editor. And it's the plugin that's been installed millions of times because a lot of people didn't like the drastic change of Gutenberg. So the classic editor plugin quickly became probably the most popular WordPress plugin. And number three, don't worry about your past content. You don't have to go back and convert all of your past posts over to Gutenberg. In fact, if you visit one of your past posts, you'll see that all of your content is in a single block called the classic block. And the content will look the same on your website. So don't, please don't waste your time going back and switching things over to Gutenberg unless you used a particular feature of a plugin and you want to stop using that plugin and that feature and switch over to the Gutenberg equivalent. Like maybe it's custom short codes or something else. Then you might want to go back and do it. But for now, don't worry about that. Try using Gutenberg from your next new post on. Don't worry about going back and retroactively changing everything. So I hope that these benefits and disadvantages and tips will help you make a better informed decision 
for whether you should be using Gutenberg and how you can really take advantage of it. I know I didn't include every potential disadvantage or every potential benefit to Gutenberg or every tip, but if you want to share some of that benefits, disadvantages, tips, or comment on this episode, then please go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash Gutenberg. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to start and grow your own podcast for passion or profit. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening.